0: Hello to everybody who's tired of the world knowing their story before they ever meet. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun than that. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous, a show where we talk to one human being at a time, and that's the whole show, and they stay anonymous on the phone so they can say whatever they feel like. Very quickly, before we begin today, I do want to let you know, Toronto, I have some shows, May 26th, May 27th. I'll be there for the full weekend at the Comedy Bar location on Danforth Avenue. Comedy Bar's been so good to me over the years. Toronto audiences have been so good. I'll be doing stand-up. Two shows on Friday night, two shows on Saturday night, the 26th and 27th of May. This week's episode, what a joyous thing. A lot of people are going to listen to this and go, this is one of the youngest callers in the seven years of this show, and yet I'm left feeling like I'm hearing from somebody who has so much to say, but it's not melodramatic, it's not forced, it's just a thoughtful person letting us know what it was like to deal with a pandemic as a teenager letting us know what it's like to be a kid in school during the era of school shootings and and letting us know why she's pursuing a future that maybe some people go, not sure why you've made those choices. Let's us know what it's like when her family dynamic changed unexpectedly. Let's us know so much. She mentions it. She's sort of an old soul, but in a way that gives me really great hope for her future. I loved this one. I think you're going to love it too.
1: Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Oh my gosh. Did I actually just get on?
0: You did. Well done.
1: No way. This is so surreal.
0: Look at this. Now, I should also say we did a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation where people who contributed got a secret phone number, and you're the first beneficiary of that. So thank you for doing a good thing and supporting a good cause. Of course. And this is what you get. Now you get to be on the show.
1: That is so exciting, and it's also so cool to like, contribute to something good.
0: Yeah, and it benefits you, which is the most important reason to be yes. charitable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. <laughs> fun when there's perks.
0: <laughs> Happy to talk to you. How's it going?
1: It's good. Um... I, funny, I just had to run out of my school. I'm at school right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. Like college, high school? What are we talking?
1: No, I am a senior in high school. I have one week left. Um, yeah. All my teachers know that I'm a big fan of the podcast. So I was like, if I get on, like, I'm leaving and I won't be back for an hour.
0: (laughs) Wait, your teachers gave you permission to just leave for an hour and do this?
1: Yeah, because, um... (laughs)
0: <laughs> they know
1: that i'm really into it and we're like done with classes so yeah
0: <laughs> i love it so you're in that i remember i think everybody who went to school in the states remembers that stretch of senior year of high school when the teachers are like you know we're you guys we're done let's chill that's a very sweet stretch of time yeah
1: everyone's over it <laughs> And they're all saying like the seniors right now are like more they're worse at doing school than any class they've ever had they think the pandemic really messed us up (laughs) really yeah like all of my teachers without fail are just like you guys are the worst case of senioritis i've ever seen in all of my teaching career (laughs) wow this is so weird because i like always listen to the podcast and i'm like there's so many things i would love to say and i have all these things that i want to talk about and i'm on and i feel frozen (laughs) oh who cares
0: we'll just chat we'll just chat and figure it out on its feet. There's no pressure. You know that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask two things if I can. Yeah. And it might get a little serious and then we won't get a serious thing. Okay. But first I would say one, do you think that when, when your teachers are saying the senioritis hit you guys hardest because of COVID, would you say that that's true? And what are the effects you see? And also, I, I will say, I don't want to put you on the spot to be like the voice of your whole generation, but we've only had a few high school age callers the whole time. And I, I also wonder too, you're also probably the first person I've talked to who's been in school during the era when you guys have to do drills for school shootings. And that's another thing that I think about a lot. Right? Yeah. Between COVID and school shootings, I hope the mental health of the current group of school kids is okay.
1: Um, I mean, like I... I don't have anything to compare to, like, I mean, it's all I know, but it's definitely, like, I see in my classmates, like, we, the general motivation to, like, do school and, like, dedicate ourselves to something other than, like, staring at a screen is really, really low, which is honestly really sad, and, like, even, like, I see in a lot of my classes, like, you get done with work, and it's not, like, let's go talk to our teacher or our classmates, it's let's, Stare at our screens, which I don't know. Like I think that that's just something that's like kind of unprecedented and that no one could have like seen coming. And like we think that we're connecting to each other, but we're really just like staring at a box, I guess. Which, yeah, I don't know. I think we're lacking a lot of like connection and drive compared to like what I've heard about other generations. Um, yeah, and then like school shootings and stuff, we do drills and. There's times when, like, there's a school in our community just a few, like, months ago that got shut down because there was a shooting, like, right outside the school. And it wasn't, like, in the school, but still, like, nearby, and it was really scary, um, for
0: sure. You may have, I have to say, it might be the most bummer high school stretch I've ever seen in my 43 years on earth is the current, the kids who are graduating right now, you missed what, two years to COVID. Mm -hmm. And your whole school experience is tied up with the dialogue about guns. That's a, yeah, that's a bummer of a time to go through high school.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel really lucky because I mean, I'm in a state where like guns are, we, we love our guns in this state. Like not necessarily me, like our household, not necessarily into guns but as a state they're very much um loved here so we've my school is like kind of in a bubble though and we've done a lot of like um advocating I guess as a student body and like we're right by our capital and we'll like walk down to the capital and we'll like I guess do like march for our lives like that kind of situation um but our state isn't really I don't know like open to changing that but that's definitely scary. Like, I catch myself because there's literally a new shooting on the news, like, every single day. Um, and more and more, it's like, I come to school, and it's hopefully, like, today, I don't experience that for myself. Like, I feel like it's a matter of time, almost. Before it happens yeah. here.
0: That's a moment to pause. Because I'll tell you... It didn't hit me as hard as it should have, recording, but for her to say it's just a matter of time almost before it happens here, and then I barely even react to that, that's where we're at as a society, where teenagers just assume there's going to be a shooting someday, and then people like me don't even react? Oh, I need to take a breath. Let's do our ads.
1: Welcome to Codependence, the weekly podcast that gives you direct access to me, Maya Allen, and my sis, Sierra Miller. Every week, we give you insider access into our sisterhood and lives. Part self-help and part comedic relief, codependence is all about letting your guard down. Expect a lot of laughs and maybe some tears as we navigate this crazy world together. Join us every Wednesday for this funny, tea-spilling, shade-throwing
0: podcast. Thanks again to all of our advertisers who help us bring this show to the world. Now let's get back to the phone call.
1: And more and more it's like I come to school and it's hopefully like today I don't experience that for myself. Like I feel like it's a matter of time almost before it happens here.
0: Well, I'm glad I get to talk to you. I'm glad I get to hear it from the, (laughs) from the grassroots level, from, from someone who's right there, right in front of it. Cause I never did one school shooting drill my entire time in school. And I think that's a, that's probably a good thing. It makes me bummed that you had to do so many mm-hmm. of those. And as a crusty old dude, I'm sorry that the older generations <laughs> have failed you in that way.
1: Yeah, it's definitely frustrating, but I don't know. I think it's just sad. Like we, we should be going to school, like and it's a place to learn, not to be worried about oh, someone just coming in with a gun and like our lives shouldn't be at risk, I guess. Definitely. I'm with you. Frustrating and scary. We have
0: failed you. And I hope we find a way to fix it. And I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: I I think there's solutions out there. Hopefully. There has to be.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, uh, Beautiful Anonymous, you're an outlier. You're on the young side of our fan base. So I'm, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thrilled to hear that you like the show. How'd you even find it?
1: I love... Okay, so um, I started listening like last year. Um, I guess, I don't know, I was not... was not having the best time I'd say I was pretty like unhappy and lonely and I looked up like podcasts and I was trying to just like feel connection and like I don't know I needed like kind of a distraction but a good distraction not like a scrolling through social media distraction and somehow like my searches led me to beautiful anonymous and it has stuck and I it's like my favorite part of every week just hearing like I don't know I think it's so easy to judge people but this show has like really really shown me how people are hard to like judge when you see them up close I guess um and like everyone has such cool stories and I don't know I I love it
0: that's so nice I mean I'm sorry that you were having a tough time people tend to find my work when they're having a tough time (laughs) I have found this over the years I've actually had I have so many people who tell me like oh I used to watch your stuff or I used to listen to your podcast and then um you know I started feeling better about who I was and how I was doing so I don't listen anymore and I go that's a blessing and a curse (laughs) blessing and a curse but I'm so happy you found it and that you like it that's that's amazing
1: yeah it's really awesome I feel like I've just there's so many like I'm really interested in a lot of like I guess I don't know like I'll list them off like random things I am really interested in like different religions and like I'm also really interested in how like how you grow up like shapes who you are and I love hearing like resilience stories where like people go through something hard and like overcome it whatever and like your show is just filled with all of
0: those things. So. We got all those. Yeah. We got all those yeah. things. That's us. You just said it. That's us in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. And then like the yo-yo episode, I also like loved that one. Like they're <laughs> all just so, so great.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Now can I, okay, now I'll ask you a personal question. Yes. Do you find, because this is probably a show where I think if they did a breakdown of the demographics, it's it skews older than high school age. It probably skews more middle age. Mm-hmm. Are, is this an outlier for you or are you someone who Like, are a lot of your high school friends saying you have an old soul in general? Like, are you into knitting and crocheting and stuff? Or is Uh, this an outlier? Or are you kind of... I'm... Yeah.
1: I'm not into knitting, but probably, like, everyone in my life who knows me really well would say that I'm an old soul. Um, I kind of just, like, grew up fast and... I don't know. I'm really in, I'm not as into like, I feel like the surface level level like pop culture stuff that like my generation is into. And yeah, I would probably, most people say I'm an old soul.
0: So you get that a lot. And I'm a part of that. The fact that you listen to a podcast where where a 43 year old man talks to strangers is reflective of your old soul. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. For sure. Are you, are you doing college? Have you thought about it?
1: Yeah, so I, like, just decided, actually, because the, like, commit day is May 1st, the 9th. Um, I decided a couple weeks ago, maybe a month, on where I was going to school. And it was actually a really hard decision because I, like, got into not necessarily my number one dream school, but I got into UCLA, which was really cool um, and exciting. But I am also an athlete. And I was kind of picking between my sport at a school that I otherwise would never have chosen or like this big school that was kind of like a dream for me. Um, yeah, I ultimately picked the sport, which a lot of my like peers or my friends didn't see coming.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'm still kind of like, it's new, but I'm really excited about it.
0: So does that mean you got a scholarship for the sport?
1: No, not at all. I'm doing it at the D3 level. So there's like no athletic scholarships. It's really just like you're there because you love it, which I don't know. I think that that's special. Everyone is just going to be there because they love, love their sport.
0: I'm going to guess the sport. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. So the only things I know about you are that you seem like a very smart and well-spoken person and that you're an old soul. (laughs) Yes. Will you be playing golf? Will you be playing Division Three golf in college?
1: <laughs> I will not be playing golf. Okay.
0: It's okay.
1: I'll give you a hint. It's not something that you play.
0: It's a sport that you don't play. Well, this is like a riddle.
1: Like you don't say, like I play this sport.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a really good hint because I would think that one of the base level it, would it be swimming?
1: No, close, kind of. <sighs>
0: cuz you don't play swimming.
1: It was like kind of a big deal at the Olympics, at Tra- the last Olympics.
0: Would it be track, a track and field type thing? No. A big deal at the last Olympics.
1: There was a lot of like news around it.
0: News or okay, now I'm intrigued.
1: One of the superstars of my sport, there was like a something happened with her at the Olympics and it was All over the
0: news. I'm going to be so mad that I'm not remembering this. I'm going to be so (laughs) mad.
1: You want me to tell you?
0: Yeah, you have to tell me now. I'm starting to go nuts.
1: Gymnastics.
0: Oh, you don't play gymnastics. That's true. That's true. Oh, and we we had, it was Simone Biles, right? Yeah. And she kind of stepped away. It seemed like there was, it seemed like she sort of stepped away. I'm going to butcher this. So you correct me on what I'm wrong. But here's what I remember about this is that it was a tough thing and then sort of a beautiful thing where she stepped away and it seemed to be for mental health reasons. There were a lot of commentators that came down on her for it, but then there were a lot of people who seemed really smart and also people who really knew athletics well and people who knew gymnastics well that said, no, if you get mentally shook in gymnastics, it can be actually dangerous to go back out there. And this is a common thing. And all these people coming down on this person need to chill out. She's lived her whole life in the public eye in a gymnastics program that's also been riddled with abuse and controversy and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it also seems like you're coming down pretty hard on her, maybe harder than you would a male athlete or a white athlete. So everybody needs to chill. There was Mm -hmm. a real big swing in many directions of backlash and then backlash to the backlash. I remember that.
1: Yeah. Um, So she got the twisties, which,
0: Basically, yes, that was the phrase.
1: Yeah, so basically that means like when she was trying to do a skill with the involved twisting her body at all, she just like got lost and didn't know where she was, or like that's what it means to me as a gymnast. Like I don't know how bad it was for her, um, but it is like very much dangerous. Like if you don't know where you are and you're doing that big of tricks, like that is very very risky, and like some people. I guess it seemed like they were saying like it's worth the risk to like win, but I don't know. I don't think it was worth the risk. Like she seriously could have hurt herself. And like, even like if you land on your head wrong it can hurt your spinal cord, like it's not worth it.
0: Nobody wants to see that. And you can vouch for it that like, cause there were people going twisties, I've never heard of it. And then other people going, well, you don't know gymnastics. So as someone who's grown up doing gymnastics, you can say, no, twisties is a real thing. Everybody relax.
1: Oh yeah. Like, I've had endless teammates who've had the twisties and they just have to start from square one and go again so they don't, like, get lost and get hurt because it is a real thing.
0: That's amazing. I have to say, okay, we need to talk because this is getting really fascinating to me. Here's what I love. <laughs> well, because there's a lot of, you know, like you mentioned, Division Three athletics. There aren't athletic scholarships. It's not how it works, right? And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think of college sports. They think of D one. They think of March Madness. They think of college football. They think of these big money makers. But there's all sorts of schools that are smaller schools that don't pour their money into athletics. That's still off athletic programs. Mm-hmm. Who are or Division three? Now I got to say, you don't think of you know you 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 don't for me. To hear that you're dedicated enough that you want to continue doing gymnastics. Gymnastics is not a sport that I think of. You you start to think that a lot of times if people go D3 athletics, that for a lot of people they go, okay, I'm not gonna be a pro at this, or I'm not gonna be a division one athlete at this. And the writing's on the wall, maybe it's time to move on. And gymnastics is one that I would think you don't even really think of. Um you hear about people playing some of the more like household name sports D3, but you know, people dedicate their whole lives to them. So yeah, it's a very interesting choice. A lot of people might say it's time to move on from gymnastics, but you're going to base your college choice around it.
1: Oh yeah. And especially like for me, a lot of people are like, not only are you moving on from or not only are you choosing gymnastics, like at the smaller school, but you're like saying no to this school that like, potentially could set you up for a lot of, like, career success. And I'm sure, like, some, a lot of people in my circle are saying you're making the wrong choice. Like, you should be doing the thing that will set you up for the future. But I don't know. Gymnastics has brought me, it's been really important for me, I guess, over the past few years. So I thought that it was worth it. And not everyone is going to agree, but.
0: (laughs) I love it. Can I ask you what your events are?
1: So, for women's gymnastics, we do vault, bars, beam, and floor, and I'm in the like developmental program um, right now. And we do all four at every meet. So that might change in college, but yeah, I do all of them. Wow.
0: And do you? How are you viewing it? Are you viewing it as no? I'm because it could go two ways. I'm driven. I have a dream. I want to make gymnastics work. I think there's potential that maybe I do level up. Maybe from D3, I can catch momentum and this could lead to Olympics attention. Or is it, no, this is an important part of me. It's part of how I define myself. I want to keep it going. But, I, but D3 is D3 and, and I'm being realistic about that level. Because it can be both.
1: Um, I definitely will not be going to the Olympics, I can tell you that. Okay.
0: Um,
1: it's kind of, like, determined in gymnastics whether or not you're going to make it by the time you're, like, 14 or 15. Wow. Probably, like, honestly, even younger. Um, like, you got to be on the track. <laughs> and most of the time, like, you do Olympics and then college for gymnastics just because, I don't know, your body's kind of, like, wear down pretty fast as gymnasts. gymnast. Um, so, for me, it's definitely just, like, um, I love doing it. And... I'm not quite ready to be done and I if I get the chance to do it for four more years. I'm going to, and like the community that it brings is like, it's been really important for me over the years. So like, I don't know. I just wanted to get four more years out of it. Cause so I was like, I'm not ready to be done and I have this chance and I can do it for a couple more years. So why not?
0: Yeah. Do it. Yeah. What are your, uh, what's your family saying about the choice? They got your back or are they baffled?
1: So I honestly, I really thought that they were going to not necessarily like it, Um, but they're really, really excited. Um, Like my dad and I went on like the trip to visit and we came back and when he went, so my dad like never cries. I'm going to put that out there. (laughs) Um, And he, we came back and he just turned to me when we were sitting in the plane and with tears in his eyes and he just said, I'm so, so happy that you're going to keep doing this for four more years.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah, it was really comforting for me because I thought that he was going to be like, no, you need to go to the better school. But no, he's so, so, so excited for me. And I think that he wanted me to do it all along. He just didn't really push for it and like let me figure that out on my own, I guess.
0: That's really great. Yeah. Because I have to imagine if you go to a school like UCLA, they have a gymnastics team, but that's a Division One school. That I think they're about to switch to the Big Ten. I think they're in the Pac twelve now. Like this is a big, yeah, sports school. So these are like nationally ranked people competing there, and it's not like it doesn't seem like what you do is something that you can go. Oh, well, I'll just I'll go find the hobbyists that do it on the side. It, it you need that infrastructure. There.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, like, I'm not good enough to do it at UCLA. Like, they wouldn't take me. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: And do you know what you're going to study in school?
1: Um, hey, this is, so all along I was like, I'm going to do engineering. I'm going to do math, something in STEM, because I've always been, like, a mathy kid. kid. Um, but I actually, like, have been thinking about doing a, like, psychology or social work degree, which I know you're doing, you're like, masters
0: in social work, I think. I bailed. I bailed. We need you. We need you, the young generation to take oh, no. over. No, well, here's why. <laughs> because I got a job working for a mental health nonprofit that told me, hey, we don't need you to get a degree to put you to work. We think you could do a lot of good for us right now. So I said, okay, I won't go to school for three years then. Um but I, I got in. I, I was I was one click away from going back to Rutgers for it. Dang. So that's why I didn't totally bail I just fast tracked and skipped the school side of it.
1: Honestly, that works. Then you don't have to pay for the degree. Still get to do the work.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they they basically said, you know, you've put in twenty years as an artist. Why don't we use that towards something instead of you, you know, abandoning it and rebuilding from square one? So, mm-hmm. going to do a lot of stuff that I hope does more good than I could do if I got a degree so that's nice that's cool. but I think it's real cool to hear your thinking of that and you know what also if you change your mind that's good too Yeah. but the idea that you're gonna to go to school and study social work all day and then go do like high level backflips and twists through the air <laughs> at night it sounds like a pretty cool four years right there
1: hopefully I'm hoping it'll be pretty fun yeah Um, I have thought about social work I don't know exactly I thought about like the foster system and Working in that, but I also know it's like really, really hard um, with not the greatest payout. So I don't know, something to it's just thinking about it, I guess. I'm at a point where I feel like there's a lot of options, and I don't know, just see what happens.
0: That's a great feeling. That can be a daunting feeling, but that idea of there's so many options mm-hmm. for me man, that's awesome. I'm getting excited for yeah. you hearing that. You seem like you have a great head on your <laughs> shoulders. And I'm really psyched that you're our high school representative. We haven't talked. We haven't talked to anybody who's a high school student on the show in a couple of years now. I think we've only had a couple along the way.
1: I don't know that I've heard any of those episodes. I know I've heard college students.
0: I know we had at least. I don't think I've listened to any
1: other high schoolers.
0: At least one or two. Yeah, I remember. Um, (laughs) But I think that you can I. I want to put this. I want to ask you about this too, because I've been saying this for a couple of years. I've been starting to get this sense that people your age you got put in some really bad positions, you know? We mentioned up at the top of the call. Mm-hmm. You lost a couple of years of school to COVID. That stinks so bad. That was a scary yeah. stretch of time for all of us and then this formative high school experience. You lost a couple of years. There's people out there lost a couple of years of junior high, high school. It stinks. We put you in this situation where not only does you know in 2020, the leading cause of death amongst kids and teens becomes gun violence? It overtakes car mm-hmm. accidents, I believe. And then and not only is that your reality, but it's constant clickbait surrounding it, right? And you guys put in the middle. Yep. Constant news stories about your generation getting shot and mm-hmm. barely ever any actual input from people of your age, unless they're victims being put out on the news when things are too late, right? And I tell you, I've been sitting here for a long time and predicting for a few years now, I go, I have a feeling that people who are young right now, people who are your age, that volunteerism is gonna become something that becomes like not just a standard choice, but something that's almost like cool and something that's almost like, well, Mm -hmm. if if you're not doing that, why are you dropping the ball? Because I do think that older generations have like between the pandemic and and gun violence and the way that older generations have almost, you know, that the, you know, there is a media obsession with gun violence. Yeah that your, you know, that that your generation, and you guys are smart. Mm -hmm. Young people are smart and you guys see it. You guys see it that it's like, there's all these people yelling about what should happen in schools and nobody actually asks us and nobody actually wants to deal with the reality of what we've put you through. And I really do think we failed you, but I have a feeling there's going to be a whole movement in society driven by people who are around your age right now who go, I was going to study engineering, but actually I think I want to do social work or people who go, you know what, I'm going to stick with engineering because I think there's more money in it, but I'm going to volunteer at a soup kitchen twice a week for the rest of my life. Or I'm going to, I I have a feeling we're going to start seeing people because I have a feeling that not everybody, because like you said, there's also a lot of people who are addicted to their screens right now, and you you told me you've seen that up front. But I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Mm -hmm. people who just look around and go, we're not living in the real world. Yeah, We're hiding from all this stress on our iPads. We have iPads and we use them to hide from reality. So how do we reshape reality? And the way we reshape reality is we figure out something that's right here in front of us right now, tangible, that we can start helping other people with. And that's that's how we start. I have a feeling it's going to be a movement amongst people your age, and I think it's going to make society a lot better. And I'm excited for the potential that might happen.
1: Yeah. No, I can totally, like within my school there's definitely we have a lot of like volunteering and activism and um yeah i don't know i feel like there's just a general like feeling amongst our generation that like we're all like rooting for each other and supporting each other and wanting to like lift each other up and no no i think i'm hoping that will like manifest into good like things like you're saying or we like go out and help help others and make good of it i guess
0: it's sad it's sad to think about because part of that is you sitting here saying, I see that I'm part of a generation where we really root for each other and we really help each other. There's a part of me that gets kind of makes my stomach turn hearing it in the sense because I sit here and go, it's probably a lot of your generation that goes, we better look out for each other because we don't feel like necessarily people are looking out for us. And I have to I have to imagine that. We better look out yes, for each other. I
1: mean, yeah, and I, I don't know, especially for like – um I don't know, like smaller communities, I guess. Um, I feel like we're, more, we're just very like open to different people compared to like older generations, I think. And I don't know, stepping up for each other when other generations won't.
0: I got a lot of confidence in you. I got a lot of confidence, not just in you as an individual, but people your age. I think, I think we need a kick in the pants and I think it's going to come from people who are your age right now.
1: I'm hoping so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. Crazy time! I love
0: that I get to talk to you. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you um, on a basic level: what's what's the high school drama at the at the tail end of your senior year? What's the drama? What is it? I want to know what's... So, yeah, fill me in.
1: I'm gonna be honest. My school is really like drama, and not like drama free, but pretty drama free. Like we all get along really well. Um. I love that. I don't know. I feel like I don't like walk around and just hear like, oh my God, this happened, that happened.
0: I love that answer.
1: <laughs> Sorry, my friend is walking up to me right now and I was telling her about how I was going to try and get on the show. And she's like, oh my gosh, is has got him.
0: <laughs> and is your friend like, I don't totally understand why you were so into talking to this guy, but I'm glad it's happening for you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: I get that. I get that. I understand that completely. That's that's an appropriate reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> um what what else makes you an old soul? When you, when people say you're an old soul, you said you don't sit around like knitting. Your beautiful anonymous love is one thing that makes you an old soul. What are the other things that make your friends say you're an old soul?
1: Well, I feel like uh well, in my family, a lot of people say that I'm an old soul just cuz like when I was growing up, I kind of had to grow up. Like, I didn't really get to be a kid for as long as I would have wanted to. Oh, like, no. I grew up, and my mom was an alcoholic. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so I kind of, like, I guess maybe I was born that way, but I also kind of think, like, just growing up like that um force me to be an old soul, I guess, if that makes sense, and, like, just grow up pretty fast. Um, yeah.
0: How's your mom doing now?
1: Uh, Well, she, she stopped drinking when I was 11. So like seven years ago, but she passed away three years ago.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: No one saw it coming. Yesterday was actually the three year mark of that. Um, But yeah.
0: Let's pause right there because things are getting real. That's a good time to just take a moment. So we'll pause, we'll get our ads out of the way, and we'll come back and finish off the phone call. Thanks once again to our advertisers. Now, let's finish the phone call.
1: But she passed away three years ago.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: No one saw it coming. Yesterday was actually the three-year mark of that. Um, But yeah.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) No. Hey. (laughs) I mean, it's not okay, but like, you know, what can I do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense why your dad is so into seeing you follow your own personal joy, though. That does give some context of why he would get choked up at that. He must be so happy to just see you making choices that are about not putting pressure on yourself, but bringing yourself some... Some joy and giving yourself that permission during a stretch of life where a lot of people might overthink it and say, "No, you go with the bigger name school that that does make sense, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think like honestly, in that decision, like I feel like compared to other people, like especially my age, like I have a really like strong awareness of how like finite my time is, and so like the little things like just finding like what makes me happy is so important to me compared to like future outcomes, I guess. Yeah. Like I'm really focused on like the now because like I learned firsthand how like fast everything can just like go away.
0: Do you have siblings?
1: I, well, kind of. So I mean, no, I'm like an only child, but I have a step brother cause my dad remarried. Um, but he's like four years older than me and we, hardly ever see each other and talk. I literally call him my housemate when I talk to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm pretty much an only child. Right,
0: right. Uh, for all all intents and purposes, you were raised as an only child.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. That's, I uh, gotta tell you, some details are starting to come out that are making a lot of the puzzle pieces fit together. That's, uh, that's really intense. And I'm so sorry you lost your mom so young, but... Kind of being in that by yourself, just you and your dad, getting through that. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you went in the direction now where you're where you're prioritizing your own joy. I think that's really a good thing, mm-hmm. really good, healthy thing. Yeah. Because I'll tell you another secret that we all learn. Everybody learns this when they're like 25. Like, 90 percent of the time, where you got your college degree from doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter.
0: Are they starting to mm-hmm. are they starting to comp to that yet? Are they starting to let you know that that it's like even in I, I mean your generation, I think they're start it's starting to become more and more even having a college degree, people are starting to wonder if it matters at, at much. But even back in my time, it was like it could be a state school, it could be a private school, the size of the school, unless it's an Ivy League it's just did mm-hmm. you did you get it or not is more often than not what people think about that if it's an ivy league or stanford or mit or one of those schools sure that opens different doors but yeah. out, outside of a handful of schools cuz ucla that's a really great school really good research school too from my understanding but mm-hmm. it's it's a state school right yeah so you'll, wherever you're yeah. getting your degree from i'm sure that's a fine degree as well
1: Yeah. And I, like, a lot of people tell me it's way more about, like, connections and just who do you know um, in good, like, interpersonal relationships. So, like, that person who knows someone will recommend you.
0: Yeah, I think so. so. I think so much of it is what are the jobs you work when you're young and can you show that you're, you know, able to show up on time, that you're able to Mm -hmm. fulfill your promises, that if someone gives you a to-do list, you can tick off all those boxes and then they'll find more things for you down the line. Or someone you worked on on some job when you were starting out will wind up in their career, you know, all of a sudden now they're organizing a new thing where they get to hire different people and they go, you know who was really good? I should reach out to that person because they really crushed you. It's it's that type of stuff. A lot of it, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've walked a very specific path myself, but I go, some of it's like connections. and But more often than not, I think people just go... Can you can you do the thing I'm asking you to do without being a pain in the ass? Like can you get it done? Yeah. Can you get it done in a way where it'll move smoothly and I can trust you and it's gonna be drama-free and and that that matters a lot more than, well, did you go to Yale or Harvard? You know, I mean that's bad examples because that's the Ivy League. But that matters a lot more than let's say, did you go to UMass or the University of Maryland? Like it doesn't really matter to most people I don't think Mm -hmm. that being said I haven't had too many real jobs in my life so take this all with a grain of salt
1: yeah no I feel like that's like generally what most people tell me yeah Yeah. or like the people who at least I think are like very much supportive is like they're like it will work out like you not getting like a degree from a specific school isn't gonna like wreck your life and like I don't even know exactly what I want to do so you know I don't think it's like if I if I knew exactly what I wanted to do, maybe it would be more significant. But I have no idea what I'm going to end up having a degree in.
0: But you know what I love about what you just said, and here's where I messed up, and a lot of older generations messed up. You sit there and you go, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do yet, but I'm sure I want to keep mm-hmm. doing gymnastics. So I'm going to go with an option where I can keep doing gymnastics because I know I want to do that. Yeah. Even when you're sitting here going, I know I'm not going to the Olympics.
1: Mm-hmm. fairly
0: certain that you know I'm sure you're fairly certain well in four years is the gymnastics going to be a thing that helps me nail down my career maybe through connections but but probably not the, the act of doing gymnastics in college is not going to affect your future but it's going to affect yes. your present and your happiness right now so making the choice mm-hmm. based on that yes a thousand percent yes and I hope you don't go into too much debt in the process
1: yeah um, I, I mean, even I was like, I'm never going to sacrifice like, um, a school for gymnastics. But then, I don't know, last year I like really was not doing well. And then I came out of that. And was like, I, like, I just have to do what like makes
0: me happy. Boom. I love that. We yeah. sw- flipped that switch, right? I'm never going to sacrifice a school for gymnastics. Actually, you know what? I'm never going to sacrifice happiness for a school. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to sacrifice happiness for an institution. I like that. Ooh. Yep. You got me feeling hope for the future.
1: (laughs) I'm glad. We need more of that for sure.
0: Now, want to hear something weird that will blow your mind? I do. I imagine you're what? You're 17 or 18 years old?
1: I just turned 18.
0: (laughs) You just turned 18 and I'm about to turn 43. So let's see. So 43 minus 18. 25. So we're 25 years apart. You truly are more of a STEM person. I had to use an actual calendar to just subtract 18 from 43. That's a bad <laughs> I, bad, bad. But watch this. So me and you are 25 years apart. Now my son just turned four. So 18 minus four, mm-hmm. you guessed it, 14. So you, are, you and I are able to sit here and have this conversation where we're hashing things out. I'm hearing about your plans for the future. I'm hearing about the loss of your mom. I'm hearing about your opinions on being young right now but you ha- you will have far more in common Venn diagram culturally with my toddler son than with me yeah by the end of our lives isn't <laughs> that a strange feeling
1: that is kind of crazy
0: like realistically you should be on an hour long fo- phone call with my 4-year-old child right now if it's about who's going to wind up having the most in common long term isn't that weird
1: yeah that is weird yeah. it's bizarre like that must be weirder
0: on your end. Oh, it's completely crippling <laughs> socially. And as far as me feeling cool, like there was a stretch not that long ago where I was making art that was really, really popular with um, you know, middle schoolers, teenagers, college kids. And that was like five or six years ago. And now you're probably someone who when you tell them you listen to beautiful anonymous, other students are like, What are you talking about? And if they're like, he he played the boss on Broad City. They're like, I've never heard of that show. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, he was on The Office. They've probably seen The Office. And then they're like, but it was. And then you tell them which character I played, if you know it. And then they're like, but he was on season nine after Steve Carell left. Like, that's where I'm at. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Yeah. It makes me woefully insecure. But I've tried to get past that in the past couple of years because that's all ego. And it doesn't serve anybody. But yes, it is weirder for me that you are closer in age to my toddler son than to myself. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yeah, I feel like I generally like—I don't know—I generally enjoy talking to like, like I talk, I like talking to my friends' parents and stuff. Like, I'm always into talking with like adults. Yeah, so, the old soul feels pretty normal.
0: You're the me. old song. <laughs> so are you, someone who like you go over your friend's house and there's a few different friends there. And they all wind up in one room doing something and then you're like in the other room talking with their parents about the stock market. Um not, or, or some other grown up nonsense.
1: I mean kind of. Yeah. Like I feel like I always like I don't know, somehow end up talking to parents about like whatever's in the news or like, I don't know, random crop that my friends don't care about.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I want to know what you're psyched about. What are you psyched about as far as being 18? What are you psyched about in the coming years? What are you psyched about as far as graduating? What are you psyched about as far as moving on to college? What are the things that on a basic level get you psyched?
1: Um, well, I'm super excited to just like meet new people and kind of have like a fresh start in college. Like it's really exciting for me to think about like showing up and no one like knows anything about me and I can be whoever I want to be and no one will be like oh she changed they'll just be like oh this is her and we like that's all they know of me I guess and that's like very refreshing and I'm very excited to not have I don't know because I feel like a lot of people in my community like know about my life and about my family and it'll just be very refreshing to not have that and just to be me. which
0: I'm very excited about. So were you a a freshman when your mom passed away?
1: Yeah, it was right when my state started opening up again from COVID.
0: So your school experience, you you missed a couple years of junior high, it sounds like, and then you enter high school, which should be a new beginning. And then right at the beginning of high school, your mom passes away and you're in a small town where everybody knows everybody. And I'm, I'm, Sure, there were a lot of people trying to look out for you, but I'm sure it also became this definitive thing. So that makes sense to me that Mm -hmm. you'd say, I'm psyched to go someplace where I can push the reset button a little bit. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That must, that sounds so hard. I'm really sorry.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if like maybe it's like me making it a definitive thing about me or maybe it's other people. I don't know, but I'm definitely excited to just like not let go of it, but. I guess like have it be a different, less, like not be as much of like who I am, but just like a piece of like how I got to be me.
0: Yeah. And I have to imagine too that quite often if you're in a small town, and again, you were really young when your mom passed, a community comes together in that sense and talks and tries mm-hmm. to look out for each other, but it must be rough. Cause I, I would have to imagine for a lot of high school, a lot of people you meet, might already know who you are just based on that having happened. Whereas moving forward, it will be something that at least it's your sense of agency to explain that to them if you choose. Yeah. Which is just a different way to frame the foundation of it, which I I imagine must feel refreshing.
1: Yeah. Like not a story tell about me, but like one that I get to tell when like, I think that my friend or whoever like has earned the right for me to tell that story to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I got to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, based on based on all the stuff we've talked about between what your whole generation has dealt with, let alone you having some personal tragedy mixed in there along the way, you seem like a remarkably chill person. You got a good head on your shoulders. And there's a lot of people who if they just turned 18 and they dealt with as much as you dealt with, That they'd be a problem. They wouldn't be sitting here going, "Do I want to go to UCLA for the flashy degree or a slightly smaller school to make sure that I keep doing things I love?" Like that is a remarkably head-on-the-shoulders way to approach stuff for someone who's dealt with as much as you have, as young as you have. I'm really impressed by you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like taking time to like get, I guess, this like to chill out like this, and like it was definitely hard like I wasn't thinking just like oh school options whatever for a long time but I like I don't know the community has like really stepped up for me and like I've had a lot of really good um like friends and mentors that have helped me like get to I guess the mindset I'm at now
0: that's good because if you wanted to go just drive around town being the bad kid getting yourself into trouble I bet nobody would even blame you for it I bet people would be like yeah go uh-huh. blow off some steam and it sounds like instead you've gone in the other direction, although everybody has their moments. Yeah. Um, but if you want it, if you wanted to just freak out for a while, nobody would even be mad about it.
1: I, yeah, I totally could have. And they would have been like, yeah, that's expected.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Again, like the gymnastics is definitely something that kept me like, I don't know, with my head on straight. Um, yeah, kept me like out of trouble and out of like doing stupid things that I wouldn't have otherwise done. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what, and and tell me if this is a reach here, because this is me playing arm, armchair psychologist a little bit, but one thing I'm struck by with gymnastics is so much of it seems to be about very minute details and keeping them exactly where you want them to be, right? Like yep. you're doing events where it's about getting a, you know, a rotation to move a little bit quicker, and maybe no one else even knows that except you or your coach. or. Can you get a little more height on this? Can you get a little more distance on that? Can you stick the landing a little bit better than the last time you did it? And I have to imagine for somebody whose life sounds like it was pretty chaotic for a a number of years, gymnastics is all about, it looks from the outside like someone launching themselves into actual chaos, (laughs) but it seems to me like a lot of the skills are, but who's the person who can rein in the chaos and install the most order within it?
1: Yeah, it's very much like a meticulous perf- like perfectionistic um sport and like detail oriented for sure.
0: Some might say OCD.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure I'm like a lot of the superstitions and stuff and like just like everyday habits of, that like me and my teammates have in the gym for sure like some might say are a little bit OCD. Yeah.
0: But you feel like it's been healthy for you.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I got really lucky with the club I'm in like there's totally clubs. And I had one year where I went to a different club and it was not the best experience for me. Like I almost quit, but I've been super, super lucky to be in a place where it's been a positive experience. Um, and like, has very much been a like support system, just like the whole sport, the community, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I, I feel especially lucky knowing like, gymnastics gets a bad rep, like there is abuse, there's emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Like it's all, it has a bad track record, I guess. (laughs) Um, so it makes me feel like all the more lucky that I ended up at a club that is nothing like that. And every single coach I've ever had has just been like incredible.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's great. And now I don't know how you even what even the metrics of gymnastics are, are there any numbers that you want to throw out there where you're like, look, if I'm trying to brag and show you that I'm badass, other gymnastics people would know that I got a blank, blank, in blank. Any things you want to brag about as far as your resume with gymnastics?
1: Uh, I feel like the like easiest brag would just be to say like, I qualified to nationals three times,
0: Boom. which like
1: someone in the gymnastics world knows that's pretty cool
0: boom and when and also someone in the gymnastics world is probably like she just ended that by saying that's pretty cool that's badass like you're you're <clears throat> downplaying that even i know that when you say nationals that's a big deal and then you're like yeah that's pretty cool that's not pretty cool that's <laughs> badass and we all know it yeah i guess <laughs> oh that's i'm sorry that i feel like that made you shy you don't like shouting to the hills about how badass you are
1: no <laughs> i like to like stay low key I guess, um, yeah. I don't want to, like, sound like I like to be humble. I don't want to sound like I have a big ego and like think that I'm all that because I don't.
0: Right, but there's a middle ground between being able to just say what you've done and having a big ego, you know. So I'm I'm directly asking you, and you told me, and I like it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So that okay, me- wait. Oh yeah. Okay,
1: can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. So one of my friends. Um, Maybe like a year ago now, we were having this like, I used to do like question of the days. And my question was, what percent like egotistical versus like selfless do you have to be to like get by in our world?
0: Ooh. And I want to hear
1: your take on it.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's an amazing question. Um, what percentage of egotistical versus selfless do you need to be? Yeah. I could talk a long time about this. Because my initial instinct is this. Let's hear it. (laughs) Well, it depends on what the goalposts for happiness are in your mind. Is that money? Is that fame? You know, is 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 it fame and fortune? Is it stability? Is it... Is it a stable family life that you feel proud of? Is it owning a home? Is it traveling and seeing the world? What's the metric for which happiness is measured? You know, mm-hmm. so, so much of it depends on that. Now I can say I'm an interesting case study for your question in a way because I do comedy and entertainment and you listen to the show so you know that. And I would say that the people I know who are the most successful in entertainment tend to be actual uh, egotistical sociopaths in a way. This is not 100% huh. of the time but there's a lot of ego involved. There's a lot of, there's some people who I think are so driven by ego and it's very visible, but to be around it is off-putting and at times actually disturbing. And there's stories I've told on the show where I've witnessed people who are very, very successful financially and fame wise. And I've been in personal conversations with them where I walk away going, that seems like the saddest, loneliest person I've ever been around because their ego is so out of control that it went past the tipping point. So right there is a good example of, Mm -hmm. well, there's some industries. I bet the financial industry is one of them. Entertainment is certainly one of them. I can vouch for that. And there's any number of others where you need to have a massive ego to get by and you'll be financially successful, but I don't know if you'll be happy. I will tell you very, very honestly, and this is not in any way blowing smoke, doing Beautiful Anonymous rearranged my own relationship with my ego that there are specific episodes that I point to where people told me things that hit me so hard and that made me realize this. not only is this show not about me but my the world isn't about me and even my experience in the world shouldn't be about me. And I've had to peel back the ego. And I can tell you, I have less success than I had in a traditional metric in my industry five or six years ago. and. I was joking with you before about how high school kids used to know who I was and now I haven't been on a hot show in a Mm -hmm. while, but I can tell you that I'm remarkably more at peace and that the things that make me happy are so realistic and right in my face and attainable and present. So I hate to be vague with the answer, but I would sit here Mm -hmm. and go, on some level, you need a massive amount of ego to be successful. But there's another Mm -hmm. version of the question where a complete lack of ego gives you like a sense of joy and euphoria that money can't buy. Yeah. So that's probably a more tangled up answer, and it's probably a boring old man answer. (laughs) But I think that's my answer.
1: I think that's a good answer. I never thought about the, like, it depends on your values. So now, like, I might have to reevaluate, too. This will add more to the debate. It's ongoing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Almost nothing, how would I phrase this? As far as like actions I take and things I do, I find the older I get that nothing gives me real happiness unless it's in the service of helping others. And I'm not trying to sound like some hero saying that,
1: but mm-hmm. I
0: just to say like when I do things that seem to help other people, whether that's on a personal level or my own volunteering or whether that's through trying to make things that people feel like they can connect with and they give them a sense that they're less alone or, or that there's someone providing them a platform that gives me joy. I can tell you if I'm being honest, like, like my acting career, I still do it Mm -hmm. and I'm psyched to go play a, uh, you know, get a part on, Space Force and act against, you know, be in a show with Steve Carell and John Malkovich and all these cool people. But does it give me joy? No. No. There It gives me maybe a little adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Years ago, it would give me an ego boost. But now... Like I can go act on that show and just go like, oh, I had to spend a week away from my son. That's cool I got a job though. That's nice. Yeah. But then I drive for the volunteer ambulance service in my town and last week I got a call where I gave an 85-year-old man a ride to the ambulance and that gave me an adrenaline rush that something like an acting job used to. So some of it's also just the shifting perspectives of life and of society. Mm -hmm. And it's part of why I keep thinking, like I said, that your generation – might be the ones to save us because I have a feeling they're just going to be very, very active about grassroots level helping each other. So there's my long rambling yep. answer, my young friend. We have 30 <laughs> seconds left. I can't believe how fast this one flew. Oh, by.
1: my goodness. That was so fast.
0: I hope you're not going to get in trouble at <laughs> school. so
1: crazy. Uh, I might have been absent from my last class, but it doesn't matter. We weren't doing anything anyways.
0: And you're 18 now, so you can sign limit, yourself so. out, right?
1: Yeah, I can.
0: I can just call the front office and be like, I'm not coming. <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. I love that. Dang, that is crazy. That hour went by so much.
0: <laughs> it was really a joy to talk to you. I have to say, it was really a joy. Thanks for letting me pick your brain about what it's like being young right now. I hope you didn't feel too put on the spot by that, but you really, you're really, you really something
1: no, it special. No, was fun. Thank you. Glad I could add some... Teenage Voices to the Beautiful Anonymous show.
0: (laughs) We need them. We need the young people calling in. I hope there's a resurgence of young listeners who start calling in based on this. And uh, I want to wish you the best of luck moving forward, letting your story be a little bit more in your own control moving forward, and prioritizing your happiness via gymnastics over school and your theoretical future. I think those are great choices and I'm very excited for you.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. I hope you do flips and twists all through college to your heart's desire. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks for listening. This show's produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Jared O'Connell. Our theme song is by Shell Shag. Go to ChrisKeth.com if you want to know more about me, including my live tour dates. And hey, wherever you're listening, you can hit this button. It'll say subscribe or favorite or follow. That button's out there. It helps us so much if you hit that button. You can find our latest merch at podswag.com. That's shirts and all sorts of stuff. And if you want your episodes ad-free, check out Stitcher Premium, okay? You can use the promo code STORIES for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com premium. If you like the show, tell your friends about it. It helps so much when you do. Thanks.